I don't know if we'll make it back in one piece. What, are we going into battle? Worse, we're going shopping. It's manners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. I just want to say hello, babe. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. <laughs> How are you, babe? You know, I'm all right. Holding up okay. I'm great. Oh, good. Yeah, we're not traveling for Thanksgiving. We're not getting together no. with friends. No. I'm still going to cook. Yes. Too much food. Way too much food. What else is What else is new for you? I know. Have, yeah. What day is it? Every day? <laughs> we have leftovers for days. That's true. But I also, you, you have to admit, I'm very good at using all of our leftovers. It's true. It's true. It's a specialty of mine of combining whether it's like turkey soup or like deep fried leftover balls, which folks just use mashed potatoes as a binder mm-hmm. and like chop everything up real small and just mix it all in there, buds. Trust me. It's great. And then, you know, it's so good. Deep fry it. Yes. Uh, duh. That also helps. And of course, there's turkey sandwich. But you know what? We're not talking about Thanksgiving. We're talking about the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, Boise, Idaho. I'll tell you, folks. I think one of the reasons I love Thanksgiving, there are two reasons I love Thanksgiving so much. Um, and one is that growing up, my mom is is very consummate host, um, which is where I got a lot of my, like, I love hosting parties. I love, I just love having people at our house. I feel like you've said in the past that your mother and various others set up a dessert Table, correct. Yes, this is correct. Growing up, we had maybe one or two desserts. Oh boy! I can't believe I I am a a gog and aghast every time you talk about the dessert table. I remember very specifically there being like, cook. Okay, at bare minimum, right? Uh, like a cookie table or not cookie table, but like cookies and a pumpkin roll, which I make, and it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. Uh, and like. Uh, pumpkin pie, mm-hmm. uh, pecan pie, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of, uh, like, chess bars was a regular thing. Oh, yeah, the sugar um, bars. Yes, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, other little little things, right? Maybe, like, a candy dish, right? Okay. So it wasn't like it was bonkers, but it was like it was like the next meal after was dessert, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like you would eat... The dinner at like you know four o'clock or whatever, mm-hmm. and then at like six thirty it was like and now it's round time two for dessert, right? I see. Um, and also you know there was a there was a small window of time for about three years where like I want to say like five different uh, family offshoots of my dad's family tree mm-hmm. all lived within like a twenty mile radius of each other. Oh, and so we would get together at my aunt Brenda's. And, like, all the kids would play in the basement while the parents, like, prepared everything upstairs. And it was, like, a big thing, you know, watching football and, like, big table of food and, like, probably 15, 16 people there. Wow. 
Um, and now we normally would do like a friend Thanksgiving here mm-hmm. where it was like us and what five other kind of family couples yeah. kind of deal and other people in the area. Right. Uh, now, of course, we're just doing family Thanksgiving, just immediate this year. But anyways, that's not important. That's one reason. The other more pertinent reason that I love Thanksgiving is I worked retail for (laughs) four, maybe five Black Fridays in a row and detested it so very much. I dreaded it mm. when the the so I graduated uh, college in 2006 in the uh, uh, spring of 2006, and in the uh, fall of 2006, I got a job at Best Buy like three weeks before Black Friday. That is rough. Yeah, there was holiday hiring, so I got the job, and then I ended up working at Best Buy for three years. Um, and so my first Black Friday. I was in the what used to be the media area. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've since restructured, but it's when we sold CDs. Oh boy! It was like one, <laughs> like half of the job was CDs, half of it was video games, and so like that was my first Black Friday. My second Black Friday, I was uh, on the like. Uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it, but like the customer service, ringing people out yeah. and like handling returns and stuff like that. And at that point, I was like an assistant supervisor. And then you were, weren't you like uh, security or? Well, so yeah, I did that too. Loss prevention. Maybe Loss that was prevention. my second one. And then my third one was that. And then my fourth one was uh, was working the warehouse and then I also, after that, worked a Black Friday at the Land's End department in a Sears. <laughs> so, and for those of you who have never experienced one in person. I've never worked retail yes, before. Yes, I know. I so, know uh, I remember I had to- Not life... a lot of Black Friday specials at the lifeguard stand? No, but I did remember having to work all day Christmas Day once. At the lifeguard? The pool was still open. Okay. I guess it was indoor, huh? Yep. Yeah. Oh, right. You worked at the Jewish Community Center. Probably not closed on Christmas. Nope. That not. just clicked. Okay, great. Not uh, closed on Christmas. Okay. All Open right. regular hours at the All Jewish right. Community Center. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. Here's how Black Friday works for the uninitiated. Well, at least here's how it was when I worked at Best Buy. Okay. Which I think is a pretty good cross-section. Yeah, certainly. I mean, Best Buy is one of the big box stores. Right. That people talk about, like, people lining up and, like, camping all night or, like, getting there when it's still dark so that, and, like, all that stuff. More than that, I remember one year, I don't know what the deals were, but people started lining up Wednesday morning. Whoa. Um, And so... By the time I got there Friday morning, and and I always uh, worked the like the morning, the early morning shift on Black Friday. My bosses really liked having me around, and I did a good job, which sometimes was great, but mm-hmm. not when I was like, "Well, of course we've got Travis on the team." Of course. Oh no! So I would get there at like five a.m. on yeah. Thanksgiving morning, which is one of the reasons I dreaded it because that usually meant like on Thanksgiving I wasn't drinking. And I was going to bed at like 8 p.m., right? Oh, you I, mean the uh, on Black Friday morning? On Black Friday, I had to be there 5 a.m., so I'm going right. to bed at 8. Right, right, right. You know, so I could get a good night's sleep. Uh, and I get there. People had been, uh, you know, waiting 
all night, mm-hmm. sometimes longer. They're cold. They're cranky. Oh, yeah. Uh, so a big part of my job the first year was I was uh, on line duty with me and another guy named Jeff, where basically our job was to keep everyone's spirits up till we open. So we're just like on megaphones like, are you ready for some great deals? <laughs> <laughs> Which was... And so then what we did is we would hand out like tickets where it'd be Mm -hmm. like, you know, here's a TV for $150 or whatever. Um, And at this point, this was still like we still sold some CRT like tube TVs. Oh, wow. Right. And so like this this was when like LED and plasma and like all these things were like new. I see mm-hmm. LED, LCD. Ugh, past Travis would be so disappointed in me. Um, <laughs> and so like- And I'm just nodding along yeah. like I know what that means. And so imagine this, folks. Imagine you have waited, uh, I don't know, you've waited 36 hours, right? Hoping to get this TV. And there's like 25 tickets for it. And you're the 26th person in line who wants one of those tickets. Oh, right? So what would happen no. was then that person would sit there and wait and hope that somebody didn't claim one or took a ticket and didn't buy it or whatever, or that they'd get in, there would be some other deal. And then it was just pandemonium. Like, we had t- we had to, like, tape out lines and, like, mm-hmm. tell people where to go. And when I worked loss prevention, part of my job was not stopping people from stealing, was keeping people from getting hurt. Right. And that's what makes the news every year. Yes. In, here in the U.S. is, like, a Walmart opens and three people get trampled or whatever, Right. Um, I will. One last thing I want to say, just to to paint a different light in this, because I think when people talk about Black Friday, um, there's a lot of like people who want to judge people for like, why would you wait in line like that? Just this, because I don't want to do it doesn't mean there aren't people out there who don't want to do it. Well, because... what I'm saying is the thing and, and people are like, you know, sometimes it gets hectic and people get hurt and everything. Right. I talked to many, many people over the years in Black Friday where the gifts that their kids wanted for Christmas, right. the only way they could afford it was the deals that were being offered on Black Friday. So exactly. It became a, a thing about like wanting to be able to provide those things for their family and not just like, ooh, a great deal. Exactly. Like I've never been in the position where I have needed a Black Friday sale to purchase what uh, my what I envisioned as a Christmas gift for my family right. or even what I needed the rest of the year. There are lots of people who shop Black Friday to get the deals for things that they need, not just for gifts. Right. Um, But I, yeah, I totally agree. There are people who need that. That didn't happen so much in the lands and departments. Oh, really? (laughs) We didn't have as much foot traffic as perhaps the rest of the Sears store did. Right. Yes. Um, So let's do a little history about Black Friday. Okay. Oh, I also should mention one more thing for context. Oh, okay. Uh, we, I, it, I'm trying to remember what the exact numbers are, but I can't. So I'll preface this by saying I am I am probably making this up. But I remember at Best Buy, like, that one weekend, mm-hmm. the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, was, like, one quarter of the yearly budget or something. Right. Like, that was, like, where, like, Best Buy, at least our store, made a huge chunk of its, like, yearly goal. Mm-hmm. Um, which begs the question, uh, are a lot of electronics, you think, at Best Buy overpriced? No, actually, exactly the opposite. So here's the facts, is when you're talking about computers or televisions, they're a loss leader. When when someone is selling a TV, it's at cost, right? Because that's not what gets people in the door. What you're doing is you're selling a TV or a computer or something like that at cost, a console, for example, 
and then you're selling the accessories that they need, and that is where the markup oh, is. Oh, that's where the markup like is. Like an HDMI cable. I remember selling HDMI cables for like $40, $50, $60, $70, and we on our employee discount could get them for like $5. Because mm. like that is where the huge markup is. I see. And so you would do those Black Friday deals where you would get people in the door. You would lose a bunch of money selling a TV, but you would sell the home installation. You would sell the accessories. You would sell services. And that was like how they made their money. Okay. Um, like like we've alluded to, in order to talk about Black Friday, you have to talk about Thanksgiving. Indeed. Um, and Abraham Lincoln finally succumbed to the uh, letter writing campaign in 1863, uh, asking for a day of thanks um, and uh, making it a national holiday. Um, and he said that the Thanksgiving holiday would fall on the last Thursday of November. Okay. Okay. That makes sense until 1939. Until. Until. I'm trying to fig- find more catchphrases <laughs> for us. We don't have as many as, say, some other macroaches. It's true. So how can we incorporate more branding? That's a great idea to do right now. Thank you. Uh, so in 1939, FDR signed an executive order to move Thanksgiving instead of the last Thursday in November. The fourth Thursday in November. Seems a little fiddly to me. It is a little fiddly, and I'll tell you why. Because sometimes November has five Thursdays, and sometimes it has four Thursdays. And one time it had eight Thursdays. No, so we're still not, not sure nope. what happened that's there. We kind of blinked, it, it and there were a couple Wednesdays that became Thursdays, but a couple Sundays became Tuesdays and balanced out. And that's history, folks. I've stopped. I stopped listening to that's you. That's fair. It doesn't make any sense. So, uh, and it was passed by Congress in 1941. And the reason that this was necessary at the time, even though they were in the middle of a war, right? Yes. Uh, they wanted to TVs. Get, no, okay. <laughs> they wanted to get Congress to change the holiday because. This is when Christmas shopping in the you know the late tw- the mid twentieth century, Christmas shopping became became the period between Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? Yes, except for Mike Wellman, Teresa's dad, who does my favorite <laughs> thing that I wish I had the discipline so to do. Amazing! I wish my I dad. all year long, starting December twenty sixth to December twenty fourth. <laughs> if Mike Wellman sees something he thinks you would like, he buys it. That's right. Just and so then at the end of the year, well, you come December, you know what, fifteenth or whenever he starts wrapping, he then has to remember where he put everything. Well, he is not the gift. Uh, misplacer in the family. That's my mother. Yes. But my dad, it's amazing. Um, first of all, this is going, this is a very personal filled episode so far. I don't know why, but go on. I think we've talked about this before, but my dad is a very strong, silent type. Yes. But he always buys twice as many gifts for my mother than yes. he does for the other people. His his love language is gifts. Yes. So by the time we do a kind of like round robin one gift at a, at a time like Christmas, and by the time everyone else is done opening all of their gifts, my mom still has like a pile yeah. of like 10 presents yeah, to go through. Yeah, twice as many as everyone else for Becky. Because he does that. Yep. He sees something that he thinks she would like, whether it's January or November, he gets it and wraps it for Christmas. Yep. 
It's, it's great. It's beautiful. She cries and complains, but she loves it. Yep. And we all love it because we love the way that he thinks about her. All love year it. long. I only think about Teresa <laughs> like maybe two months before Christmas. I'm like, oh, yeah, Teresa. Oh, right. Um. Anyway. Okay. So. Uh, this period of the mid-20th century, at one point in 1939, uh, Thanksgiving fell on November 30th, okay. meaning that there were only 24 days of the shopping season. Uh, and I mean, even less at that time because a lot of stores were still closed on Sundays. Uh-huh. Um, and so this caused retailers and, you know, other Christmas season affiliates uh, to panic, thinking that the holiday shoppers would just shop less if they had a shorter season. Which I guess makes sense. I mean, because I, I have not started Christmas shopping. I haven't even started. We haven't done any decorating yet. Not yet. Um, it's hard for me to change gears pre-Thanksgiving. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not that's not what they told FDR. Of course, no. of course, they said there's a depression on. We we just got through the depression and it was really terrible, and yeah. now we're at war, and so a longer holiday season would be good for the American economy. We sure. need it. The country needs it. Yeah, this one's for the troops. Exactly. Um, and you know they really harnessed. Their their powers at B, you know, all of these tycoons, Macy's and whatnot. And so Roosevelt acquiesced. And now we have the fourth Thursday in November, no matter like how many Thursdays Thanksgiving, no matter how many Thursdays November has, it's the fourth one instead of the last one. That makes total sense. We should talk more about this. But yes. first, how about a thing you know for our sponsors? Okay. Hey, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Do you like to consume food for sustenance? Every single day. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Do you ever find yourself looking at the food that you have in your home and saying, I don't want this food, or perhaps saying, none of this food makes food that I want? Not every single day, but quite well, not, often. Yeah, okay, but quite often. Okay. So what if you could pick up a piece of metal and plastic about hand size? Okay. And put your finger on it, mm -hmm. and then food would come to your house. I have one of those, and I want to do that. Okay, well, good news. You can do it with DoorDash. Yay! DoorDash is a way to have the food that you want come to your house today. I mean, I guess depending on when you're listening to this. But you know what? I'm just going to say go ahead and check. Don't I, worry about it. I think you could even schedule like an early morning. Didn't you do that once? I do that sometimes. Perhaps I've uh, imbibed one too many beverages and then we're surprised by pancakes. It happens. It happens. It happens. So with DoorDash, you can get the food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. You just open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. And as an added benefit, many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. And with the DoorDash app, you can support the local restaurants you love. So right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more and zero delivery fees for their first month when you download the DoorDash app and enter code SCHMANNERS. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees for a month when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code SCHMANNERS. Don't forget, that's Code Schmanners for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. 
Now, Teresa. Yes. I have another question for you. I'm ready. How does my hair look? Always amazing. Correct. How's the smell? Delicious. That's correct. Do you know why? Why is that? I have been using Function of Beauty, uh, their their line of products, and I know what you're saying. Which products? Well, if you look at the label, Function of Travis is what it <laughs> says on the label because they let you personalize it, and I love that very much. Yes, you and do. I got a shampoo. I got a conditioner. I got a leave-in hair treatment as well oh, as a hair mask. You love those leave-ins and masks. Oh, boy, do I ever. Do I ever. Do I, I like it when my hair kind of has a nice shine and bounce. And as many people may know, my hair is purple colored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use that purple dye. And so when I was uh, signing up for Functional Beauty, they asked me questions, right? And I love a quiz too. You know I love a personalized product. Indeed. And they said like, what kind of hair do you have? Is it often dry? Is it oily? Uh, do you find yourself with split ends? That kind of thing. But also like, is it colored? Do you need color treated? Do you need, you know, the dye protecting things? And so then they crafted a product mm-hmm. specifically for my hair. There's like so many different combinations that they can use to make a perfect product for you, even down to like the color that the shampoo and conditioner and stuff is. And it smells great. It I does got smell like a good. peppermint kind of thing, which makes my scalp oh, a little tingly. Oh, you love the tingle too. I do. Oh boy. And they use only clean ingredients. All their formulas are vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionalbeauty.com schmanners to take your quiz and save 20% off your first hair care order. Go to functionalbeauty.com schmanners to let them know you heard about it from our show and get 20% off your hair care order. That's functionalbeauty.com schmanners. Hey friends, Jesse here, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have some really great news to share with you. This year has brought a lot of changes for all of us. And one tradition that we were grateful to be able to hold on to is our annual pin sale to benefit charity. This year, through your generosity and love of pins, you helped raise $95,400 for Give Directly. If you're a member and you bought pins, they'll ship in January. In the meantime, your support will provide direct cash relief to families impacted by COVID-19 across the United States. Even in this incredibly tough year, the Max Fund community remains extraordinarily kind. And whether or not you bought pins, you can continue to help by heading to givedirectly.org. And as always, thank you. So... When we last left off, Mm -hmm. we were still talking about the same thing that this episode's about. (laughs) It's about Black Friday. Correct. Now, do you know, do you know why it's called Black Friday? Uh, No, I do remember that there was a weird push from Best Buy HQ that they thought it had like negative, dark, grim connotations. Okay. And they wanted us to call it Green Friday, but that did obviously did not stick. Mm. No, okay, I can I can understand that. Um, and there are other countries and regions around the world that have changed the name but kept the sentiment. <laughs> uh, but so like a lot of things that we talk about here on Schmanners, there are a couple of origin stories. Okay. It, um, was, it was bitten by a radioactive <laughs> Friday. Uh, so according to the History Channel, uh, the first time Black Friday was used as a term was in 1869. Wow, really? Right. That's pretty far back. I know. I always surprise you with that. 
Um, and it had to do with two greedy oligarchs oh. who cornered the American gold market, which back then we had the gold standard where money was backed up in gold. And when they cornered the market on Friday, September 24th, the U.S. financial markets fell into such a tailspin that even members of the president's own family were affected with the economic downturn. And that day became known as Black Friday. Okay. Maybe. Oh, okay. Because here's another one. (laughs) Uh, The other theory would be that one is that, quote, in the black is an idiom that refers to a business making money as opposed to, quote, in the red. Correct? Yes. Um, And so many people assume that retailers took to calling the day Black Friday because it was a day that they made their highest profits. See, that makes more sense to me. That, That tracks to me. I mean, or that the retailers refer to the day as Black Friday because they get away with as much money as... The two dudes who uh, did the... that one doesn't make as much. Sense I mean, yeah, it's a little more convoluted. Now, why do they call it Small Business Saturday? Um, Which, because... by the way, is the day after Black Friday. Because Check it out. Uh, you should shop small businesses. Well, yeah, you should do that in general as much as you can. Well, what we... about Cyber Monday? <laughs> I think there's one for Sunday, but I can't remember what it is. Because Small Business Saturday is the day after Black Friday, where a lot of small businesses. Uh, in your area will have like special deals. Now, I don't know how much of that you can do this year, uh, but I would recommend if there are local businesses that you love, go to their websites or call Mm -hmm. them if they don't have websites and see if they're offering any curbside pickup. Uh, And then Cyber Monday comes the Monday after Black Friday, and it's usually when there are a lot of online shopping deals. Right. Um, So... With now Black Friday being an advertising tool, it became a celebration, right? Something fun for the shoppers. Uh, So areas outside of urban centers would dress up their shopping districts or big department stores who were usually like the anchor of a city block, right? Um, They would do like big tree celebrations, Macy's. (gasps) What? Um, (laughs) This year, by the way, we're recording this the day before Thanksgiving. This year, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade says they're doing one, but just for TV. And I do not know how you keep people away from it. It seems like I'm not a Macy's. It's not what I would do. Is it a maybe a, a clip show? That's what I would do. I would do a clip show of the past forever Macy's Day Parades. But I don't know if they're going to do that. Um, anyway, so... Uh, the day after Thanksgiving became kind of a, a natural time to start shopping anyway. Yeah. Uh, most families were still together from the, the food beforehand. Um, and many middle class folks actually had that Friday off of work. So it wasn't like Thursday off and then Friday come back in. And then and it was kids, a, kids have that day so you could take your kids shopping with right, you. It's you a need long something to do weekend. with them. Yeah. Wear them out. Um, and so everybody would figure out that, hey, we can make a lot of money if we run those sales, like you were talking about. Oh, so it happened the other way around. It wasn't, we're going to do the sales to encourage people to come in. It was people are coming in, and if we want those sales to happen, we need to incentivize them. Yes. Yeah, it was already a natural shopping day to begin, and so they wanted to amp it up. But also, they lobbied Congress. Also that. Right. Um, And so... Things got a little more interesting. Ooh. 
when the mall appeared. The capital M mall. So this is post-World War II. Everyone is moving out to the suburbs. We've talked about this before. And so downtown shopping districts kind of took a back seat. Right. If you want uh, clear evidence of this, you need look no further than Huntington, West Virginia, <laughs> my hometown, where they were like, hey, we should build a mall here. And the Chamber of Commerce or whatever, the downtown business owners were like, I don't think so. That's going to hurt uh, our business downtown. And so the town of Barbersville, which is now, I believe, incorporated into Huntington, was like, you can build it here. So the Huntington Mall is in Barbersville and it pulled all the business away from downtown and really hurt downtown business. Yeah. So over the next three decades, hundreds of malls popped up all over suburban America. Um, And that was the time that Black Friday really became a thing, right? So they would advertise like, like blowout sales and at clearance prices and, you know, super early opening hours. You said 5 a.m. I know that there are some... I feel like a couple years ago, people were like, our Black Friday starts at midnight on Thursday. Well, that is actually happening now. This year, there's a lot of cyber deals Mm -hmm. because so much has moved to online that like I know Walmart is putting up uh, Black Friday specials tonight, Wednesday night, uh, at which point kind of starts to lose a little bit of meaning. Exactly. At this point, Black Friday is starting to, you know, kind of... Be, uh, the the waters are muddied, you know? It's less of a tradition now. Um, I mean, it's still kind of, you know, fun. A lot of families prior to the pandemic would, like, camp out together and have a great time. Um, because basically there's just more ways to shop. It used to be you would go to your local mall or you would go to your local downtown. Um, But more and more people are turning to online shopping. Um, Especially this year. And I mean, as as they should, I'm I'm glad that a lot of those deals are moving. You know, I say that about, you know, Walmart and stuff, but I do think it's good that a lot more of those deals are available online without having to go to a store that is full of people, wait in line, full of people anything and and we'll talk about some like general um like etiquette and stuff regarding black friday but i want to preface it by saying that this year especially don't do it if you can avoid it and uh i i more than ever i feel bad for any retail employee that has to work yeah um but you know there are people who don't have the option of not going into work uh and still being able to you know pay bills and stuff so um so then while black friday has at this point become synonymous with like extra extra clearance i mean there are for some reason i thought you were about to say read all about it no i know what you mean but like (laughs) it's just that's all i can hear when someone says extra extra extra. but like there i feel like there have been black friday quote sales since halloween right like you said it's become a branding tonight like all this kind of thing anyway it's the same as like you use the word clearance right right and i think it's just a word like a phrase that people know so they'll say like you know close out sale clearance sale you know these these terms that have lost a lot of their meaning and are now just like buzzwords that let people know like this is a big sale yeah yeah um so um black friday uh-huh. around the world romanians 
have become big Black Friday fans starting in 2011. Um, that's when the the Romanian Black Friday tradition is is uh, traced back to. Okay. Um, also in the UK. Now, originally, Black Friday meant the Friday before Christmas, and it was kind of like the first, ho- like the intro to the holiday week. But thanks to the 2010s, is that the teen the 20 teens? Sure. No, because we're the tw- no. Yeah, the 2010s, yeah. The the 21 blinks. 21 blinks. Uh, Things like Amazon and Walmart uh, started, which is Asta, by the way, um, started promoting American Black Friday. In other places. In other places, like the UK. Okay. Um, We're doing it. Cultural, (laughs) Cultural sharing. According to The Guardian, it's still pretty controversial. Um, I mean- Despite the fact that it was wildly successful. Well, sure. Um, and here's here's Canada. Oh, hey, Canada. Canada. You can see since the early 2000s that the Canadian dollar has been quite strong. So the Canadian retailers instituted the day after American Thanksgiving Black Friday sales. Now, that seems Cause a mouthful. Because they're, they're Thanksgiving. No, I understand that. But the day after American Thanksgiving Black Friday sales, you could probably shorten it. <laughs> you probably could. Their Thanksgiving is on the second Monday in October. Yes. Right. So they couldn't use like the day after Thanksgiving because it's not the right Friday. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and this is why they have these sales. The Canadians were traveling across the border to buy holiday gifts on Black Friday, stacking the day's discounts with their amazing conversion day. Good job, Canadians. Very smart. So Canada had to make a fake Black Friday to keep their citizens from crossing the border in the name of the deal. Very smart, Canadians. Yes. And, you know, other places, the Netherlands, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, they all They were coming over, too. No. Everybody was coming to the U.S. But a lot of these places have initiated their own kind of like clearinghouse sales. Yeah. uh, Because brands are international these days. That's true. It also is a good time of the year to do it. Right? This is the thing. The reason, uh, like, I'm not going to say the reason Christmas is such a hobby. Such a shopping holiday, right. but I'm definitely going to say it contributes to it, is the branding of it is we need to clear out this old, uh, o- older stock to make way for new stock, and it's the end of our fiscal year. You know, we're moving, I'm not saying everybody's fiscal year ends in December, but right. you know what I mean, right? Like, this is this will be good on the books. This looks good on the books. Exactly. Um. So, a couple of quick etiquette reminders as far as Black Friday goes. Don't push. No pushing. Please do your normal um, please and thank yous, pushing, being kind, um, because there are, first of all, like you said, a lot of retail workers um, where this is this is how they make their money, and, and, and we and should be nice me, to them. As frustrated as you, a customer, gets at Black Friday, I guarantee the retail employee is more so, if not like triple, quadruple as much, right? Because the thing is, here's 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 the thing. As someone who worked retail for many years, I did not revel in having to tell somebody we were sold out of something they wanted. Exactly. That is a bummer. I want to sell those things to you. And and so 
And also, I'll tell you the same thing that I now tell BB all the time. Sometimes you just gotta take no for an answer. Yeah. Right? Like if 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 they're sold out of something, that is just a factual thing that is true. They're not mm-hmm. keeping something from you. They're not hiding it in the back. It doesn't make any sense to hide things in the back on a day where you are trying to sell as much as you can. Right. Um, here are some actionable things you can do. When you're passing through the store, try to keep to the middle of the aisles, the middle of the sales floor, and don't travel through any aisles unless you're looking for something specific there, right? I so would that, say along those lines, too, pay attention because a lot of stores will set up like those flows, you right? know, where it's like lines or stanchions or ropes or something so that you know like where specific things are. Mm-hmm. If I may, another piece of advice if you are going for something, know what you are going for. Right. Don't be the person who gets to the front of the aisle and be like, oh, I don't I, I don't even want this. You're just in the way. <laughs> right. And and that way, a lot of times they will have uh, employees outside like guiding people. And you can ask, I am looking for this deal. Where mm-hmm. do I need to go? And you can move with purpose. You can clear the lines and you can get to the place you want. Right. And with a lot of these sales posted early online, you can know exactly what you want and where it is. Like even on, like on the Target website, it will tell you what aisle it's right. in in the store you choose. Correct. So have a game plan. Um, Think of it like Supermarket Suite, where if you're yeah. going for those big ticket items, you want to head straight there, you know, and then grab that giant Tootsie Roll or whatever. Um. So... Also, I I think that it's a good idea to go shopping with a buddy, especially if it's a very crowded store on Black Friday. Um, And we wouldn't this year we discourage you from from going out and being close to other people. Obviously, we are talking about uh, other years when there is not a global pandemic, you know, claiming people's lives left and right. Right. Have a buddy. Um, because not only could you divide and conquer each other's lists, but also it's there. It'll help keep you a little safer. There are, you know, people out there who are uh, not as nice mm-hmm. uh, as we would hope you are going to be. Um, and so it's it's great to have backup if and you need I, it. The fact of the matter is, too, psychologically, the the dynamics of a crowd are. It's a fascinating subject if you ever want to learn more about it of how like a group of people changes from being individuals together into mm-hmm. like that clump, you know, mindset. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes it's not even about being nice or being mean. Sometimes it's about panic. Sometimes it's about being stressed out. Sometimes it's about all of these things uh, where this push will happen. Um, so that is good. Also, if you're waiting in line, it's good to have a buddy. So if you have to go to the bathroom or go home or whatever, right. that you have someone there with you. Do not expect other people to save your place in line. Mm-hmm. You, and But here's the other thing I will say to you. Um, and this is not illegal or anything. But I will say if you're looking to be a good person who exists in the universe, do not be the person who gets in line early. Right. And then 10 minutes before the store opens, six of your friends roll up to stand with you. Yes. Right? That if, 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 because at that point, if you're doing individual shopping, now if it's a family and you're all going shopping together and you're there together or whatever, great. But the idea of I got here and now the whole line has to push back six people mm-hmm. when sometimes there is a limited quality, a limited quantity of the items being sold, that is not, it's not good. cool. It's just not cool. Because I saw people who would count down the line and be like, okay, I'm 20th and I know there's 25 of this thing because it says that that's the quantity on hand, right? Like that was a thing. And so then if they got pushed back to 26 after waiting 
for thir- I not cool. That is not okay. Um, and and you know, same of like pay attention in uh, a lot of the times in the circulars in the ads, it'll tell you the guaranteed quantity on hand mm-hmm. and how many you are allowed to buy. Right. Yeah. Limits. And knowing that when you go into it is important. Um, and once you're done shopping, get out. <laughs> right. That's not the time to then meander and see if that DVD you were looking for is there. Right. Like you have your stuff clear out. Great. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. We're actually going to do a two part because we got a lot of great questions about like shopping for people. And, you know, I think we've talked about that before, but there's always more to talk about with holiday shopping. So we will touch on that in part two, probably next week. Um, This week, though, we want to say thank you to Alex, our researcher, without whom we would not be able to do this show. We want to say thank you to you for listening. And once again, I just want to reiterate, encouraging people to have a safe holiday season. Don't get together. Don't travel unless, like, you have to for, I don't know, health reasons or so. Who knows? But um, if you can help it, stay home, stay safe. Just do your part to make this better. Right. Uh, we're all in this together, and the most schmannerly sh- thing you can do is to think about others. Um, and, and you know, I, we, we can all help each other by just staying home. And that's what I, an indoor kid, have always dreamed of. <laughs> uh, we want to say thank you to MaximumFun.org, our podcast home. Make sure you check out all the other amazing shows there. And thank you to our MaxFun members of who, have, who are um, helping us support other people, too. Yep. Like Alex. Um, if you want to check out more McRoy projects, you can go to uh, family. They're all there. Uh, the same, you can go to MacRoyMerch.com. We got a lot of great merch there. So if you're looking to do some holiday shopping oh. for some McRoy fans, might I recommend MacRoyMerch.com? Don't have to wait till Black Friday. Um, I just want to tell you that there is, let's see, the paperback version of the Sawbones book is coming out. Uh, I believe that comes out December 29th. Uh, and you can get that at bit.ly slash sawbones paperback. Uh, you can pre-order The Adventure Zone Crystal Kingdom. That's the fourth in our graphic novel series. You can get that at theadventurezonecomic.com, which, and that comes out July 13th, 2021. But, you know, getting somebody to pre-order for that is, it's like a great <laughs> holiday gift. And it's like, like the gift that keeps on giving. Right, because you get a piece of paper at first, and then you forget about it, and then you get a lot more pieces of paper all glued together <laughs> with pictures on them. Um, you can also pre-order our podcasting how-to book. Everybody has a podcast except you. It's available for pre-order now at themacaroypodcastbook.com. That comes out January 26th, so I actually think that is a great holiday uh, gift idea to give somebody to say, hey, in one month, you're going to become an expert podcaster, and you'll get some chuckles and smiles from this wonderful funny book. Um, let's see. Who else do we thank, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brentofloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone, where those are found. Also, thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. Our Twitter handle is at SchmannersCast. That is where we get our delightful question submissions for our shows, and we'll get those in next week for holiday yep. shopping. Um, thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover banner of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. Lots of really great stuff about gift going, gift giving going on there in the Facebook group. Uh, you should join if you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans. And that's going to do it for us, so join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Manners. Get it?
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.